The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, super fly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! So we're back in the bunkie. Um, I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> are we recording? Uh, no, oh, um, not yeah, at all. We no, we don't record this show. Um, so I'm I'm watching because I'm I'm a watching certain things, and I see some of our favorite cast of characters. This is like the Legion of Doom, and anytime Marjorie Titan Green, or anytime <laughs> Louis Gomer. I believe is the French pronunciation of his name. Gatesy. Or, or, or Gatesy. Old Traffic. Uh, my like girlfriend. Captain Traffic. Bobert, my girlfriend. Yeah. No, Bobert wasn't there. She didn't yeah. get invited because this was only the intellectual. <laughs> <laughs> um, the intellectual wing of the right wing. Yes. Yeah. Of the QAnon uh, MAGA <laughs> crowd. Um, they, had a, they had a press conference. It's always fun. You always want to see what kind of whacked off thing they say. And they commence to describe their utter horror of going to Washington, D.C.'s jail to visit the condition that the January 6th rioters were in. And uh, when asked how many, they said, well, there's like 40 to 50 of them. Meanwhile, there's like 2.2 million people incarcerated across. And mind you, none of their campaigns have ever mentioned prison Conditions. This is not something on the top of their list of caring about. But they figured they're going to go champion the cause for their the patriots that uh, broke into the Capitol. Um, and then they were horrified at the conditions. They, uh, I believe, uh, old uh, MTG said, "I, I, this is the conditions that we wouldn't even put terrorists through. Um, they're not allowed to make phone calls or go see their families or be bonded out." It's horrifying the conditions that they're in. Um, it was it was the irony that there are that many people incarcerated in the United States, as we all know, mandatory minimum sentences and nonviolent drug offenses constitute a huge majority of who's in jail. Uh, and, yeah. Sorry. No, 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 no. No, you're fine. I didn't hear the beep, but I went to jail for a drug offense. That's yeah, all. but was it nonviolent? Or did you fuck some shit up? No, I beat somebody's ass. <laughs> yeah! Took on his chest Woo! and walked out of there like a pimp. That's a... Uh, see? That's worth it. Um, you wouldn't so have been included in their press conference, by the way. Right. Um, so they were horrified because they said not only were they patriots, but old Louis Gomert was surprised... Uh, when he was surprised about what he saw, old Marjorie Taylor jumped in and went, you know, these people are here because of their beliefs, because of their faith... And because of their skin color, that's why they're being treated the way they're treated. Bold move. <laughs> it's bold to break out the white, the 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 reverse, reverse, reverse racism. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like so many reversals. It's like Uno, where you get the forty-seven reverses in a row. You don't even know whose turn it is. Um, it's interesting. Uh, yeah. They they never cease to 
give me great Whenever punishment. a cracker fucks up enough to lose some privilege, oh, everybody jumps like, like what the fuck? This is insane. Dog, when you, you know have a I mean? press conference with five yeah. congressmen. Yeah. It's um, it, it, and the thing is, they're, they're so unabashed about how horrible they are and they're grifters and it's all political points and it's just so transparent. It just, again, I just scratch my head every week. I go on this show and I scratch my head and I'm like, I, there's no way anybody's falling for this. And eh, hmm, let's eh. talk about, let's talk about your time. Let's talk about your dime. Um, I only did a month. Uh, <laughs> you pussy. But Privilege. Privilege. You guys went to jail? Oh, yeah. For a month? No. No. When you didn't know your charges? No. And didn't know how long you'd be there? No. It was Go on. Uh, disconcerting, to say the least. Did you contact your congressman? Uh, yeah, I mean, I told my lawyer to. But yeah, right, 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 yeah, right, yeah. Right. I was like, LSD should be legal. What, what the fuck are we talking about? Right. Yeah. Did you do your time in New Mexico or Colorado? Uh, most of it. I, yeah. Most of my time was spent in New Mexico. So I sold weed as a kid, you know, 18 to, I think I got arrested at like 20. Yeah. So uh, just selling weed, quit my job, just fucking living it up, taking sure. vacations. And then uh, we got this opportunity to buy acid. And I was a big fan of acid at the time. Sure. Right? And uh, turned out that we got 100 hits that was kind of bunk. And you could do like, you could literally do 10 hits of it, and it was like that's maybe okay. a hit of acid. That's like, not okay. Exactly. That's how I felt yeah. about it. But I was selling weed to this Who are kid. the real criminals? Um, Brian. <laughs> the kid that sold me this fucking acid, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, this kid bugged the shit out of me. He was a dude I sold weed to for well over a year. He was selling weed to my friends at the skate park. I know because they'd come up to me and be like, yo, that was fire-ass weed. You know? Right, So right, I knew right. he was dealing so it gave me this like sense of security sense of trust it was like he's breaking the law just like i am so he has something to lose i didn't have any reason to believe he was a ci but he was oh so the one and only time i've ever sold acid in my life was a setup damn bro yeah luckily i had tinted windows i had subwoofers in my jeep i was 19 20 years old sounds about right so they had no (laughs) no audio no photographic evidence of me they just had my vehicle which is you know, not it'll, great. It'll get you in trouble. Yeah. yeah. But um, so their whole plan was to get me to sell him more acid and build this case. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. But he hit me up the next day and was like, yo, that was fire. Can I get some more acid over a text? And uh, if you're selling any yeah, kind of yeah, drugs, yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah, never yeah. say acid nope. in a text. Nope. And so I was just like ghosted. Not to mention that it was trash. So I right. knew he was lying to me. So there was just red flag, red flag, red flag. Sure. So I just cut him off. And then, like, almost a year later, I got pulled over only to find out I had a warrant for my arrest for a dangerous drug charge in Colorado because I sold it to him in the Durango Walmart parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you did. Of course I did. I was 19 years old. I was going snowboarding. He was like, yo, can you bring it to Durango? And I was like, perfect. I'm on my way. Didn't even think about it. And uh, made 100 bucks. That hundred bucks ended up costing me eleven thousand dollars. Yes, sir. Yeah. In legal fees, lawyer, fucking paying the cops for their time to fuck me over. Mm. Literally, you're paying for the gas and the cop cars. Oh, like yeah. they give you a receipt that is just like pages long. And at that point, you just give in, bend well, over. We enjoy. all know how dangerous LSD really is. I mean. Yeah. Californians. What is it? The California cheeseburger when they just eat a baby. 
because they're on acid. <laughs> I think that's an old Simpsons joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I qualify to never be drafted yeah. uh, by virtue of what I've heard. I've done over 100 hits. I mean, granted, this was 30 years ago. But there was a point post high school where everybody was kind of doing it. It was the thing to do. It was probably horrible acid, too, from what I understand. It definitely worked. That's for sure. Um, but that was the last time I, it was my 21st birthday. I did uh, two double double dips and uh, went to Disneyland for my that 21st fantastic. birthday. It was not. That's um, more acid than I've ever done in my entire life. It is not great. So what is that? The equivalent of like four hits? Yeah. 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 Which for like people that do it often, it's like, yeah, that's cool. Fuck like, you. Like, that's not okay. the most I've done and I'm... It's not okay. I'm good at peaking that. I I decided right then and there, if the sweet baby Jesus let me live through this, (laughs) I would never touch it again. And I never touched it again. But, you know, you're a stupid kid. I don't, it's it's like, it's, it's really, I mean, granted, you have things like murder and some very serious things that you can do as a young man or a young woman that will live for you, live with you the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. But to think that's something like what you went through could potentially destroy the entire rest of your life is it goes back to what I was saying. Like there's so many nonviolent drug offenses in the United States, which is just, it's, it's hard to not think of it as a money-making scheme. It is, it's a corporate thing. Private, private, you know, prisons is a big deal in America. This is not rehabilitative. This is definitely money-based. And I mean, nobody's ever going to, at this point, it feels like we're too far down the road to like change the system. But my God, man, there's, you can go down any avenue of, you know, left wing like conspiracy theory and go from you know them taking black fathers away from their children inundating the streets with crack like just keep going bang 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 you know sending the people away for the their life for acid like this we've built a we built an industry around nonviolent drug offenses this is what we do we're really good at it you know very very yeah. good at it yeah. So you can do like Portugal did, legalize drugs, and they found that ab- that drug abuse has dropped. You know, uh, they've gone into recovery. That's gone way up. Seems to be working. I don't know if it's a if it's an idea for us. It'll never happen. But no, it's never. It's kind of put it on my wish my, my wish list for Santa. <laughs> we'll we'll die of global warming before that happens. Oh, good. That's good. It's really cold today. <laughs> and it was like cold. sixty yesterday. I love it. Yeah, it's 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 a fun time here. We're in uh, old Durangi, and welcome back to the whiskey reel. This is the riskiest of wheels and the whiskiest of reels. We have a very special guest. He is formerly incarcerated. You've heard him. He will introduce himself. Because that's what people do on this program. We would hate to take any of his monikers out of his mouth. Um, so uh, we are indeed in the bunkie, and we're going to go through introductions. We're going to talk about what we're sipping on as well. To my right is uh, Bobby's had a rough week. I'm not going to beat him up. He's my, he's one of my best friends in the world. He's a lovely gentleman. If you haven't met him, then I guess don't. 
Uh, but if you, <laughs> but if you have, give him a call. Check in on him. See how yeah, he's you doing. Never you never know. Hit me um, up on Hinge or <laughs> Tinder or Bumble. Just swipe right. Um, send me a message. Send me a message on Bumble. Oh god, it's so bad. <laughs> They have to start it, right? They like, gotta- can't initiate that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, he is uh, he's one of my best bud buds. Uh, he brought me Svedka on Thanksgiving. He's a wonderful man. I love him so, and I wish him nothing but the best. This has been Mr. Bobbeth Van Noise of the Tallahassee Van Noises. Oh, thank you, buddy. Yeah. I think I did a little better this week. We'll talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Good. Um, I'm going to make this. I'm going to apply brevity. <laughs> apply it. Because you are the general manager of misery. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Mr. Antonio Branderas of the Roan Branderas. Clan. Clan? Yes. Is that the one? Ooh. Branderas is it. Ooh, no. Not with oh, a K. Not with a K. Um, not with a K. And you are my friend. Me? Yeah, oh, you. I'm Brian Nystrom. Hi. Uh, Durango Bay stand up comic. I host the Greenlight Weekend podcast. And uh, I'm just excited to be here. Yeah. It's very interesting to be in the bunker. I didn't know the elevator ride. I didn't know an elevator ride could take 10 minutes. Yeah, it does. Like, we're so deep. It's mostly the quality of the elevator. And it flies. We're deeper than a black (laughs) dick. That's what I'm saying. Ooh. Ooh, coming out hot. Well, I thought this was the whiskey reel. Well, it is the whiskey reel. Well, like, Kevin wears, like, an old-timey elevator attendant (laughs) uniform. Ooh. Yeah, it's super creepy. He's just like the haunted mansion at Disney. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he's a creepy dude. Uh, And, uh, yeah, I hope everybody enjoyed last week's episode with Blake. That was super fun. Uh, We've got Brian here. He's a very, very funny man. I've seen him do his stand-up before. Outside of that, he's super funny. Um, like when you meet him in real life. Um, if you go to a show, I can't promise anything. Uh, but he's a very funny guy in real life. It's hit or um, miss. It's very hit or miss. He no longer will sell you acid, so don't ask. Um, apparently. I'll never sell so. psychedelics again in my life. <laughs> They're so cheap. Just give them away. Life just advice, give them away. Give them away. That's it. That's there's it, no brother. exchange of money, there's no charges, that's, baby. That's yeah. what's up. That's yeah. what's up. Uh, Bobby, it was in charge of the, the, the lovely beverage we have this evening. Blake brought it last week. Uh, Sean did some stuff before. It's been a while since Bobbeth has graced us with his uh, spirits. I yeah yeah it I, has been thinking about it, it really has yeah it has been. So what I, do you, what do you got for us there, Bubs? So I'm gonna fuck it up again, and I'm gonna bring <laughs> some gin, even though you brought gin three weeks ago. I something like that. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. It was exquisite. This is less. <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty nice. Yeah. Um, this is a spirit out of Golden, Colorado called Damn Smooth Gin. And uh, the pregnant pause because there's a period after every word. Yeah. Damn period, smooth period, gin period. Um, but this is a nice spirit. I mean, I'm not mad at this. Let's start it off way. with what did you pay for it? I paid less than $20. I'll put, you, put it that way. Okay, 18 but Yeah, right, right there. More or less? Right there in which that is, neighborhood, which yeah. is right, which you pay for like a Seagram bumpy face, which would it's it's in that ilk. It's not even at the Tangeray pricing, or we talked green alls, yeah. or we talked even beef eater. You can't even find for this price, so it's bottom tier price wise. But uh, bang for the buck, what did you think? You're we're we're both kind of I guess back in the day they called them Ginnies, right? <laughs> yeah, we don't have Jim Blossoms yet, but not I'm, yet. I'm a hoping. 
Fingers I, crossed. Can't Give wait. Um, what, what, what did you think about this overall? Um, the title does not lie. This is a very easy to drink, smooth spirit. No doubt about it. I don't know that this is something I would spend my night drinking over ice necessarily. <laughs> because it's not a it's not a bad spirit at all, but it's not a special spirit. No. I mean at eighteen bucks you're not gonna lift anybody's skirt well <laughs> let me rephrase. <laughs> exactly. I, we are in Durango. Yeah. So uh Seagram's could probably lift a skirt in this town. Costs but, a lot less than that. Hey. Uh, not as much as the uh, antibiotics afterwards. Um, the, this is 18 bucks for a gin that's made, that's local. Obviously, the juniper's heavy. It's a lot of citrus influence. They say it on the label, yes. and it wears it on the nose and the palate. You get an, a, a huge expression of citrus essential oils, more so yes. than fruit. It's a lot of that kind of bitter essential oil, which is really nice to counteract. It's oily I, and pithy. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah. Yeah. I called it wet because London dry gin, everybody wants dry gin. This is a wet gin, which I don't know if anybody's ever marketed yet, but you can, and you're welcome. Um, this is very wet. It's not um, It's not so much round as it is kind of like a waterbed. Um, it's kind of mumbly, uh, but it, that's not in a bad oh way. It doesn't have a lot of peaks or valleys. It just kind of rumbles through, and it's comfy. Uh, usually gin of this price, you cannot sip out of a plastic Coors Light cup <laughs> um, straight, but you can with this. You don't need to mix it, but if you were to throw some Fever Tree or any you know any tonic of your choice or soda, what have you, you'd be okay. You'd be okay with 100%. this. 100%. Right. Especially like high seafood punch, for sure. Yeah. This would be a kick-ass home bar kind yeah, of addition. For sure. No for doubt sure. about it. Yeah. Um, uh, the company's State 38 Distilling. Out of Golden, Colorado. Was the was Colorado the thirty eighth state? Fucking no clue. I, come I think, on. I think that's what they're alluding to. Are they alluding to it? <laughs> what if they just said it? Nobody even called you on fuck it. it. Fuck it. Yeah. Thirty eight um, round and rolls off the tongue. Thirty eight. Well, it's just it's a revolver and it rhymes. State thirty eight. Oh, stop it. Oh, I don't okay, like that. Okay. Fuck your alliteration. Um, if you've ever been to Golden, Colorado, it's mostly suburban nightmare. It's between Denver and. Boulder, didn't, and uh, there's a lot of white chicks. Didn't Bob Golden. Dylan write a song about you and a girl in Golden, Colorado? He should, because <laughs> that happened. <laughs> I have, no, I have no idea. Have you been to Golden? I have. Is it Red what Rocks is? It's a cute little town. What is it? Isn't Red Rocks in Golden? Well, technically, is technically? it? It's as close to Golden. It's. I don't think it's technically Golden. I think it's Morrison. I think that Morrison. Yeah, it's Morrison, right. Colorado, which what is, is right outside. Is it? It's uh, just like a suburb. Yeah, that's where the school of mines is. Oh, yeah, I just know because my dicks. cousin is going to the school of mines those right now. Fucking over. Mm. Yeah, she wants to be rich. She's yeah, smarter than me. Yeah. yeah, I chose to sell weed. She chose to go to the school of mines. <laughs> uh, I did a bid. She went to the school of mines. That's yeah. a super good pull. <laughs> but yeah. it sounds like she's uh, working way harder than I did. Fucking a right, man. You have to in that school. I knew a graduate. Um, Actually, friend of the podcast, the McLaughlins, Brian, who's one of the one of the McLaughlin clan, he ended up being a chef after going to school of mines. He was like, oh yeah, yeah. Was like fuck the academics. I want to cook. Preposterous school, man. It really hard to get into. That's what like, I hear. Fucking Ivy League of Colorado. That's what I hear. Yeah, yeah. Well, good for you. 
Every I'm thank God everybody's so happy and successful. Brian, um, <laughs> what's <up>? What <laughs> do you think about this, Jen? I, I'm not sure what your background is with spirits and gin and. Uh, gin is definitely not my drink, okay. right? Um, but I don't hate it at all. I mean, it tastes, that's big. Cause tastes most... like juniper for yeah. sure. But I usually stay wary from uh, not only just clear liquor, but liquor in general. Like if I drink whiskey, it's got to be on a podcast with friends. I, right. I'm scared to like let myself fall into drinking liquor by myself because I've had family members in the past that once they start down that path, it's like beer's not good enough. And I drink Bud Light because I can drink them all day and pretty much, you know, pretty minor effects. You stay sober-ish. Sober-ish. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. that's the category I well, like you were find myself in. Definitely in the company of people that have gone that other route. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't been in a dark room listening to PJ Harvey by yourself crying with a bottle of bourbon, you haven't lived, sir. Hey, if people um, die in my family, that, I'm in that category. Trust, I, dude. That's how I drown my sorrows. A bottle I, of whiskey I gotcha. and I gotcha. dark room and some Well, at least music. you know. At least you know, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I've just had family members go down that path. You know, it's scary. Oh, I know. It's real. It's a real thing. I'm, I'm right there a with you. Bunch We've of French all, Irishmen. Yeah. Trust me, I know. Trust Same. me. Yeah. It's bad. Um, but no, it's lovely gin at 18 bucks. It's definitely a buy, buy um, at that price. I would love to mix this to see what it can do with a little bit of tawny. With the, you know, we talk fever tree, which would run over this, but in a good way. But in, yeah, in the best possible way, in my opinion. Um, it's built for a GNT. Um, I wouldn't martini with this. Um, we joked about mixing it with really good vodka to make a Vesper that tastes like vodka, um, which is great. But it's it's a very good utility utility gin, I guess you would call sure. it. Good knife to have in the in the old box there. Uh, but and it's and it's local. We like our local shit here. Absolutely. Apparently, Colorado is very like hyper. Colorado. It's not like everybody, every other state, well, Texas. I would say Texas is very Texas about themselves. Like, Colorado is very like, oh, if it's from Colorado, it's a shit. Like, no other state yeah. is really like, oh, we're Idaho, it's from Idaho? Oh, well, then you know. Colorado but, is the astrology capital of planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> There's an age range. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it just seems very secular. Colorado's a very like secular state where it feels very inclusive and now that all these people like myself are moving in from other states are getting like angrier and angrier like about yeah. it. Like yeah, they're not they're not very stoked. But <laughs> I don't want to give away my Perlo wisdom, but astrology's kind of a problem. Kind of a problem. <laughs> I could only imagine what you're about to allude to. Um we've got a special guest, obviously, Brian Nystrom. He's been on the podcast. We've been on his podcast. He's um, never been on our. Oh, he's podcast. never been yeah, on. Yeah, we podcast. recorded one in <gasps> my studio for you guys. For you, yeah, but so yeah, yeah it's kind we of a tech crossover. That's yeah. a technicality. We yeah, did yeah. a we did a crossover that went completely off the rails. No, we, we started with your podcast. <laughs> it was very smooth and calm. And then and, what happened? And then we were like, "All right, let's record a Greenlight Weekend episode." And then immediately, Aaron starts talking mad shit. <laughs> it just starts going off. <laughs> at some point, goes Greenlight. 
Like, uh, yeah, okay. Went off. Sounds I remember right. sitting in the back corner with Sean, and we were literally just looking up porn stars on our phones. And I'm like, no, check out this girl. Her name's uh, Purple Bitch. <laughs> nice. No, that happened. Yeah, yeah. Well, sounds about right. Um, it did go off the rails, and then we each individually went on green light. I had a great time. Um, I know I these had guys had a great time. time. Um, they do a podcast that's very comic centric so all the a lot of the focus is on bringing comics on and kind of like doing interviews and just kind of talking shit um what's been going on lately with you guys what's going on lately with the comic scene we had jill on recently Mm -hmm. that did the durango comedy festival that was awesome i went to it it. that was fucking sick um actually like every single one of the comics i saw on that festival were were really good some were really really good mm-hmm. but i none of them sucked there like, was there one was, there was one uh, i know we took a smoke break okay yeah we yeah, took yeah, a smoke yeah. break um he was a little hacky i still hate but, that motherfucker yeah though i don't i well, we won't say who it is shows, so i will not say his <laughs> exactly name. um there was one that was a little hacky but um the rest of the show is phenomenal man uh durango's comedy scene like we talked about with jill is awesome what's going on lately with the podcast what's going on lately with you what's upcoming um so the podcast is basically me now um finding a steady co-host is very hard so i just find guests tell me about it we're yeah (laughs) we're very guest driven i'm very guest driven whatever you want to say but uh yeah mostly comics it's just the people i know that want exposure and can hold a conversation for an hour and a half with dick jokes and just like somebody you can rely on to shit on you and just turn anything around you know i i love that it started I really just wanted to have people on that were doing interesting things with their life. Like, do you guys know? Have you heard of Trinet Willie? No. no. We've had him on a couple times. Um, I don't know if you've ever found a tree net in nature. They're made out of paracord and just big nets. But it started as a hobby where he was just making them as places to chill around his hiking areas. And now he's literally doing international every festival like the biggest festivals in the country have tree net willy tree nets now he's fucking killing it he's done them all over the world like spain fucking he's he's going places all the time i don't have specifics why do i work yeah you know what i mean well now he hires a whole crew of hippies so he barely works like it's uh, i mean he does sound talented he is <laughs> it's just, I mean, yeah no you're, that moniker you're is, a manager yeah no i like trust this me, little I girl downstairs <laughs> singing on stage are we doing star search <laughs> i know what's in the bunkie dude have, did you hear the singing i did we were talking yeah. okay yeah. Um, it happens we may or not have a, a, a theater production going on anytime right next to us <laughs> which you know <laughs> oklahoma can break out at any moment um and does um but Outside of that and bringing on guests, you're by yourself now. You said there was no... What happened to your last guy that you were working with? He moved, right? Uh, So, Phil was my first one. Right. He had a kid. Yeah. That happens. I totally get it. What Doesn't a have dick. Time. Whatever. Selfish. Um, and then I had Dave Oakley. Oak he moved, uh, moved to Atlanta. Yeah. So, that went out the window. And then I was really leaning on Keith Winchester for a while. And uh, turns out he's not the most stable post to lean on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I love Keith, but... Do comics or comics for a reason? Keith isn't really a comic. Oh, but, uh, okay. 
Um, I don't He's know. He's a beer tender. You guys were at the show where Keith fell through the chair and then threw up yeah. in the bathroom. And No, he's a problem. He cost oh. Jill $200 in cleaning fees. That's which rad. Fantastic. That's yeah. rad. I'm sorry, but that's rad, Jill. Yeah. I don't care. It, that's what I told her. I, I laughed <laughs> my ass off in her face and then text Keith immediately. <laughs> and well, I'm not bleeping his name. No. no. Don't. Yeah. No, he don't. works at Steamworks. He's a bartender. Keith Winchester. But yeah, mostly Thursday through Saturday. You can find him four to midnight. I mean, yeah, go see Keith Winchester. Go ask him He's about the show. He's a fucking nightmare. Um. <laughs> He's a sweetheart. I love Keith. but He really is. When we were doing our smoke break, you guys were walking in, and Keith stumbled out, like basically <laughs> fell through the doors. And I was like, fuck, this dude's going to die. So I took care <laughs> of him for a while. And he was just talking mad shit. And then my buddy Steph Darn. I don't know if you remember like six foot four black comic. Yeah, yeah he yeah. was on that show. He was great. Yeah, he walked yeah. out and he was just smoking a cig, and Keith immediately like lobbed onto Steph oh, and no. was like leaning on him and shit. And I was just like, hey, Steph, this is my friend. Please don't fuck him. Don't do like, this. Steph's do from this. Atlanta, now lives in Albuquerque. Like, he's a. He yeah. has potential for violence. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention he's giant. Yeah, he's a big guy. And there's this he's hammered white dude that he's never met, like, touching him and shit. <laughs> so I made sure Steph wouldn't kill him. Yeah. And then I kind of, like, laid him down on the bench, and I was like, all right, buddy, I, I, I'm I, going inside. Like, I sure. I want to see the show. You're you know on your what own. I mean? And then I sat in the lobby and watched him through the window for a while, and then he started leaning on this ford raptor that was parked right outside <sighs> and then like looking in the back and shit and i was like Fuck, <laughs> he's dude. gonna jump and the then head. puked all behind it and then eventually walked in and i laid him down on the couch and then i i actually walked him back into the theater and luckily 10 minutes later went to the bathroom didn't make it threw up all over the hall <laughs> Oh and then, God. but then he was smart enough to be like, "I'm too drunk to be here," and left, which oh, I was smart. happy about. And he walked out on his own. Okay, so I was like, "He's got this. He lives in Durango." <laughs> like, <laughs> he didn't have it, and did I he? didn't bring him. You right, know what I mean? Right, 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 right. He's not my fucking responsibility. Sure. My girlfriend's inside. I yeah. wanted to watch comedy. Yeah. God, he's damn. not your problem. Yeah, definitely not your problem. Yeah. He's, he's a problem. Have- yeah, but, it's Durango's problem, but he's not my fucking problem. Not release him to problem. the ether, dude. I live out of town yeah. just because of Keith. <laughs> we used to have a saying, like, you got to know when to crawl into the house and die. Like, yeah. there's got to yeah. be whatever that, like, intrinsic thing is. Even in a blackout, you got to build that that armor that tells you you are no longer welcome and you should leave. Like, it's the Irish exit, red flag, I'm too fucked up yeah. to be here. That That's that red flag that gets you home waking up in the morning going, what the fuck, how did I get here? You start texting um, people. Right. Like, what start, did I do? That's what did happened? Walnuts how did was favorite for that. Oh, yeah. Um, he, would, he was the best for that. But, yeah, you. that's what gets you, we used to call it crawling into the house to die. You go into the back, you sleep behind a dumpster, whatever you need to do to get out of the public view, you do. Yeah. yeah, you go fuck off. That's that's what you do as a grown-up, dude. We don't know where he ended up, but I'm guessing it wasn't at the library. <laughs> He's still wandering reading the some streets. Emily Dickinson or some shit. <laughs> uh, reading some Bronte? Yo, I don't think he was doing that. Um, I definitely don't think he was doing that. No. Um, but no, I, it's funny. That night was awesome. We we're, we're talking about the uh, comedy festival. Four comedies. To it. Four, Four Corners, Corners Comedy? Four Corners Comedy Festival. Yeah, it was you awesome. Know, that's a hard no thing to say. And there was a, yeah, we went outside. There was a bunch of comics hanging out. And me and my girl went outside. I was talking to everybody. Great bunch of guys. Um, it, it Again, going back to it, it doesn't seem like 
Durango is a small place with, I mean, it's hospitality driven. I can understand why there'd be people that were interested in the quote unquote entertainment business per se. But for some reason, it seems to be this little light that the moths are bumping into by virtue of comedy for whatever reason. I don't know if every small town in America has that. Um, A lot of it's Jill. Like, just producing shows. Really? And she's found these little gems, like Dolores River Brewery. Dude, it's one of the best places to perform I've ever performed, uh, outside of, like, the Durango Arts Center. This right. was amazing. Like, to perform to a sold-out show and do fucking good, you know what I mean? Like, that was one of the better feelings I've ever had in my life. Um, but, like, Dolores River Brewing's amazing, so amazing that, like, people from out of state are like, yo, what do I got to do to get on this? Because they've heard from their friends that have wow. done it. And I'm lucky enough to be, like, I've kind of moved my way into one of the senior comics in the scene. So I'm lucky enough to be on most of those shows, which means I get to meet these people, perform with them, make contacts. And now I have contacts out of state in multiple places. So that's just opportunity. But, um... I think the only reason there's a scene is there's people like Jill, like me, like, you know, there's a few other comics that are there every goddamn week yeah. because if there's not enough comics, we're going to lose this mic kind of thing. Like, right. even if I don't feel like it, I feel like a responsibility to be at a mic just because if there's four comics, now there's five, and I'm going to do my best to make these people laugh, and I don't know. It's it's a weird little scene, but um, we have some really good comics, like, yeah. We, People come from out of state and they're like, holy shit, you guys are actually legit. Yeah. And I've gone to other scenes. Like, I did comedy in Atlanta and everybody was like, where the fuck are you from? Yeah, where is Durango? Yeah, I'm in a tiny fucking town (laughs) that you would never expect. Like, just full of white people. For sure. No, that really is. That's all. Oh, God, there's so many white people. There's so Uh, many fucking white people. I went to my daughter's uh, choral recital for the holidays. Very cute. She's 12. It's very cute. They sing, you know, here come the bells. It's great. <laughs> so I'm there. And um, it's really, they're doing a great job. I was like, oh, my God, these kids sound really good. And then they got into a part where one of the grades, um, there wasn't a lot of participants. Long story, doesn't matter. So they're singing a song. And it was a very kind of like traditional song. And then all of a sudden, some like bass kicked in. It was like boom bap kicked in. It was doom, doom, ka, doom, doom, ka. And I'm like, what is happening right now? And unfortunately, the crowd thought it would be a good idea to clap along. Oh, oh boy. I went, no, I just wish I had, I wish I turned my phone on, but I was in, I was in, uh, so aghast. A rhythmic. Uh, just, it was half of the crowd was on three. Yeah. Some of the crowd was on four, and the rest were on four and a half. Mm-hmm. So it sounded like a wash of clapping every fourth. Um, it was bad. It was everything that you could have ever expected from a yeah. crowd. And I looked around, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm in Durango. It's really hard. This to, is not okay. It's hard to differentiate between <laughs> white people clapping and high-fiving each other. <laughs> no, it sounds like the uh, 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 fucking, it sounds like a wave breaking in the ocean. Yeah. There's no slap. It's just, yeah. that's a clap. Thank God that it was fist bad. bumps don't actually make noise because, Jesus Christ. No. The next person that tries to fist bump me. The I'm only fucking, reason I I'm do so that is when I don't it. know you. I'm so over it. I don't, when I don't know you and I don't want to do the, like, when I'm just kind of on my way out, yes. I'm just like, all right, man. And I just, I'm piecing out. Yeah. But unless I'm doing the stern, you know, 
the Business. Giga Chad fucking handshake or whatever. Um, yeah, that's bad. We were at a, we were at a bar the other day. You'll love this. Me and Rex were at a bar the other day. This old crazy white lady gets her into a bathroom and starts telling her how shitty it's going to be when she's older. She's like sixty three. It's her birthday. It's two o'clock in the afternoon. She's hammered. Tight, right? So super tight. So she walks out and she was like, "Why, Dad? Like, damn, this fucking crazy bitch." I was like, "Yeah, we're so blah blah." They're on their way out, and I'm like, "This ought to be good." So they walk by us. She stops and she goes, "She goes, hey, honey, I just want to tell you, really, you know, and make sure that you keep your life good." And and she was like, "Okay, thank you so much, thank uh-huh. you." And da da da. And then she was like, "And you're so beautiful." And then she was like, "Oh, thank you." And then she, the old lady stops and goes. <laughs> she goes, I'll fucking beat your ass. <laughs> what? And Rex is like, you know, this is a Compton bitch that will fuck you up. And so my first thought was like, oh no. Oh, here we go. But it was so abrupt that we were like, <laughs> wait, did, wait, wait, what? Are you serious? She goes, I will fuck you up and said some other shit and then walked away. And as she's walking away, of course, nobody's, I'm like, I was like, angry bitch. As she's walking away, and then I see her stop in my periphery and turn around. I'm like, perfect. Uh, so she comes back and she goes, she goes, hey, and I get up. I'm like, back the fuck up. And she was like, oh, good. And just like left. And I looked at Rex. She goes, aren't you proud of me? I did so good. Yeah. I didn't whoop that woman's ass. I was like, baby, you're growing. Yeah. You're growing. I'm proud the, but of her. The, Yeah, dude. But this town is, it's a special town. It, you never know when somebody's going to flip that switch. Even in L.A., people, like, you knew trouble. You could smell it. But you can have somebody hold your hand and tell you they love you, turn around and say that you're a fucking piece of shit yeah. and within seconds. Yeah, but it's you amazing. know they're pussies here. Yeah, they That's are. That's why they, they do it. Okay. I'm from New Mexico. You got to watch who you talk shit to because you might die. Yeah, oh, yeah just yeah. swing. Yeah, when I yeah. got here, I literally had to have friends tell me, like, yo, nope. you need to chill the fuck out. Because somebody would say some shit to me, right? And I'd be like, "Oh, we're fighting." Yeah, we're Is fighting. That what's now. happening? That's what's and happening. And they'd be like, "No, no, no! I'm just, I'm just playing." Just like, well, you should understand who you're talking to because I don't play like that. Thank and I've, you. I've grown softer over the years, and I also know that most people here aren't a threat. Like, not really. I mean, I've seen for as long as I've been here and been out and about in the social scene in Durango, I've probably only seen like maybe six fights. In 10 years. And they were all in front of Joel's. And they were all Bobby. <laughs> nice. In front of Joel's. <laughs> Fuck. All right. That's, only two. That's only not two. inaccurate. Not all of them. Um, I also yeah, came usually... from New Mexico. <laughs> that's and, what I'm saying. Uh, I have a little bit of a temper. Yeah. I understand. No, I do the same thing. I don't understand why people think they can just say anything. It's I privilege. never understood that part of it. I guess. It's always white people. Is it not? <clears throat> Let me think. Yeah. yeah. White people yes. are homeless people. Yes. No, no it's well, some entitled fucking Chad. It's some entitled ch- frat hey, Chad. Hey, listen to me. I just bought a vacation home, okay? <laughs> you don't talk to me like that. <laughs> Bitch, I will steal your keys to your car, drive to your fucking vacation home with your nav system, and just live. Like and, You and will I'm, never get back in. And then burn it down. Yeah, Just obviously. out of spite. Yeah, with yeah. your shitty gin. So what you're saying is Sorry. Blake not being able to sleep because the waves were crashing too loud? Oh, my God. Um, yeah. That was okay. amazing. But at least he knows it and he laughs. <laughs> he laughs at us mere mortals. But no, it's a it's a thing coming from the city like even people would like wave at me and be like, "What's up, dude?" Like I'm just saying hi. 
Yeah. And I was like, what's your fucking deal, dude? Like, why are you interacting with me? Which is really not okay to have that mentality. So I'm glad Durango softened me enough to be able to say hello to people and be cool. But man, people come out of their face crazy here. Yes. They see some crazy, because nobody will light them up. Yeah. Like, you don't get to talk to people like that, motherfucker. Like, that's not okay. You're here, but if I transplanted you to any major city in America, somebody will fuck you up. Like, I will that's say just this, life. To be devil's advocate. Yeah. <laughs> I've run into some people in this town that are like, they grew up in the forest. They grew up chopping wood. And they, right. you would never know it from looking at this fool, but like, that's the toughest son of a bitch you've ever met in your yeah, entire life. Yeah, but he's not talking life. shit. No. He's not. No, that's what I'm I saying. I was talking shit. Oh, okay. Never and mind. And then I... <laughs> so you're the guy we're talking about. Yeah. 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 And then I, <laughs> that's okay. Ah, you got lumberjack, Oh, no, dude. no. I got lumberjack. Yeah? That's okay. Yeah, yeah. We've all... Ha- it's all happened. Yeah. My face everywhere. went through the tail light of a fucking <laughs> forerunner. <laughs> I was going to go Miata, only because it sounds more obscure, uh, but whatever. Would, yeah, it would be so hard to That'd get from a really Miata, embarrassing. though. That's really uh, embarrassing. That's really embarrassing. And rear-wheel drive, it's just not practical. <laughs> it's super low. It's not... Ten, yeah. So what's going on next with the like comedy scene? Like, what's the... I know we're getting out of COVID. I know everybody's starting to flex their muscles Snowdowns a little bit more. Snowdowns right around the corner. What, what's next? Yeah, believe it or not, Snowdown isn't like the best environment for comedy because you don't you need yeah, you don't want to wants to listen um, you don't want any fucked up white girls i mean i've done the joke down yeah, and we're yeah. gonna do it again and i will definitely be there what is the joke down um is I, a, historically is it a competition yeah or? okay historically it's been held at derailed derailed um derailed whatever i it's a popularity contest of sorts <laughs> right i mean like somebody that has shit jokes but they know everybody in the sure. crowd because they've been there every year because that's where they hang out or drink or whatever. Like, I felt like I had a pretty solid set last year. I definitely didn't win. Um, but Callie Parmenter did, and she's yeah. won every single co- competition I've ever um, – what's the word? Entered? It's not enlisted. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Entered? Yeah, every <laughs> competition I've entered, Callie Parmenter has won. <laughs> Brian's really high right now. Uh, but always. not on acid. No. Okay. Always. Um, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but the comedy scene, honestly, holidays are death for comedy, especially yeah. in this town yeah. because everybody leaves, um, sure. especially the people that are good for comedy in this town are generally the poor college kids that go away for holidays. Um, so yeah, holidays aren't great. So there's nothing really coming up. That being said, I am doing a 30 minute set on the 27th, which man i'm nervous about because i don't think there's gonna be anybody there but i'm gonna do 30 minutes like goddamn champion what is uh 27th is a monday yeah mondays Ooh. mondays Where? at starlight yeah i know your Ooh. guys's favorite place i'm actually gonna be doing a drinking comp we've uh <laughs> we've been on 86 by the way really? yeah i yeah i got yeah. the green light again over there um some people talk to other people i'm gonna be Judging a drinking competition next Wednesday on the 15th there at 5 o'clock for a radio station. Tight. So um, we've been welcomed back into uh, the arms of the starlight. So I, I um, was offered I, the chance to compete. In the drinking competition? Making a, making it's a like cocktail. It's like a cocktail competition. And they're trying to get... They've got a couple actual like fucking assassin bartenders oh, doing fuck. it. But... 
Our friend Roberto. He wins every year. Every I, year. He won the last time I did it. But uh, I've yeah, been, I've come into second place on that with that guy, fucking guy. I don't. I can't even tell you how many times. He's your Cali Parmenter. Yeah, yeah. he's like yeah. Well, I'm he's really always, good now. always a bro. <laughs> Cali's strong, bro. No, Cali's strong. She's I've, funny. It. She has her name on signs in town, right? Yeah. Why, why do I know Parmenter? Well, that's like a a street or something, right? Isn't a it Parmenter like, Street? Don't oh, that's Tarmigan. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a plaza. Yeah, and also in Durango. a critter of some sort, I think. Um, I, I don't tarmigan? know. A ptarmigan? I don't know. It sounds it? like it could sounds be. Sounds cute. Sounds like it. Did that? Is that what gave us the virus? R- that's what I was thinking. What's that little fucker Is that called? the Wuhan animal? Someone ate a the ptarmigan. ptarmigan? <laughs> There's probably some people Someone that know a ptarmigan. Someone either ate or fucked a ptarmigan. <laughs> you what? definitely have slept with a ptarmigan. I of mean, sorts. I'm not of gonna... sorts. <laughs> of one ilk. <laughs> the ptarmigan of women. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. He's got the penicillin receipts to it's prove it. Still, it's yeah. still a mammal. Touche. You leave comedian. it alone. You leave Sorry. it alone. <laughs> no, that's funny. Thanks, Jokey McJokovic. <laughs> I don't mean to come into the bunkie and talk shit. It's just in no, my that's, nature. That, yeah, no. That's, Especially once I get comfortable. We course. like it. Good. Um, we like it. Good. But no, that's that's. I'm always kind of wanting to like plan. I'll come see you. You should that Monday. Yeah, uh, I'll bring Rex. You guys might be the only two people there. That's it's fine. That's even better. The worst week for comedy. And a Monday is a weird pull. Yeah, but but you're so, going to be doing a 30 minute set. That's a real set. Yeah, never seen you do a 30 minute set. I've only done one in my life, and I was like four months into comedy, so it was. So that was so it went great. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, you killed. Yeah. That's killed. a big. That's a big <laughs> ask. Dude, thirty minutes is a lot. That's a bit. That's a grown-up fucking set. Um, There's a quote by Lewis Black that's really famous. Did it involve or, him screaming? Well, no. Okay. But young comedians the quote was would, it all caps? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lewis Black would go to a young comedian and be like, "What does your set look like?" And they're like, "Oh, I got a tight 30. And he's like, "You got fucking ten. <laughs> yeah, you got fucking. <laughs> and, you know, and he was right. Like, and they would always fucking fail. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've been doing this a long time, right? Three years. Well, in January. Three years of January. I thought you've been doing it longer than that. Nah. Well, that's, I mean, that only goes to show you're you're getting better and better because the the first time I saw you had to be probably six months into your career. So this was like right at the beginning when we started doing the podcast and Sean knew you. Mm -hmm. So like I went and saw you guys uh, do a couple shows and then flash forward eight months, flash forward six months, flash forward a year. So it's great that you're, you know, keeping with it. And and, and like you said, the fact that you're one of the royalty of Durango by virtue of comedy, so to speak. One of the um, senior comics. The senior comics. I'm one of the people that. that keeps people around. Like, Good. if I see somebody with potential, I immediately go up and I'm like, yo, you got to work at this. Right. You're going to bomb. Like, yes, yeah, you're going to suck Every ass. once in a while, you get people that kill their first three times and they're like, I love this. So I like to be the reality check and be <laughs> like, yo, you're going to bomb, but don't quit. Like, you right. have potential. Yeah. And there's most of them, 95%, that. Like first time signups, I have zero interest in talking to. Sure, you know because they're never coming back again. I know it, but every once in a while you see that diamond in the rough, and you're like, "Yo, hell yeah, you could do this! Like you could be one of the twelve comics in Durango, which could get you on shows, which could give you contacts, which could potentially lead to something." But most of them aren't, obviously. 
Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a bucket list thing most people do. It's like, I would love to do this and they're one always time. Hammered. It's just a, and they're always hammered. If it's the bucket list thing, they're yeah. always hammered. Which is, you know what? Go do you, boo-boo. Go sure. sing your karaoke song. Go as do your three minutes. As long as you get minutes. off we give you the fucking light. That, exactly. Care. That's what's up. That's I've turned PAs off on people. And I've had people, after the PAs turned off, yell to the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which makes me go up there and take the goddamn mic from them, <laughs> yeah, right? Which isn't ideal. Well, it's funny because the mic's off anyway, so you would think, t- like, do you see where I'm going with? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. They're just that oblivious. It's a, it's a phallic symbol. We all like screaming into a dick. Who doesn't? Every I, girl we've ever been with loves screaming into a dick. Screaming. Mm, not everyone. Well, right into it. Give you that. No. Just, just don't be better than us, okay? I'm just don't, saying. Some don't, girls don't like giving it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Don't big up us, all right? I um, think I'm dating a judge. <laughs> Have you ever dated a woman that had a tongue ring but didn't do fellatio? Mm-hmm. Like, fucking hated it? Bobby has. I have. I it believe you. The yeah. most frustrating thing. We're just like, Seriously, though, that thing's right there. It's right there. Tongue rings are a little overrated. I think they're made to feel like they're like amazing and they're fine. But it does, it's not like it goes from like no, six it's to not about that. 100. You know? And by the way, she would have sucked at oral sex. Well, right. No doubt. Right. Because she doesn't know how to do it. <laughs> well, practice makes perfect. <laughs> if you don't put in the time. Well, it's like I, comedy. I was there. I'm I was, three years in. I think I'm shit. You know what I mean? Right. You got to put 10 years into sucking dick. You have to keep sucking dick. Exactly. Is that what we've got out of this conversation? I think you're super funny, but ultimately you probably suck, right? I think you suck. You're not quite there yet. I've been offered 30 minutes before. Yeah. um, In July, actually. You turned it down? Yeah. Because I didn't think I was ready. I just quit my job at Steamworks. I was going to Atlanta that month, and I just didn't think I had the time to put into it. Right. And honestly, when I got offered it this month, I had similar feelings, but as a favor to the host who has given us right now the only open mic in town. Yeah. Um, however she got it doesn't matter. But uh, <laughs> the fact that she's giving us a platform, I will put my time in. Good and for you. I, as a favor. And I'm going to put the work in. You know, Hell yeah. I mean? I'm going to have a set. I have probably an hour of material. Half of it I've fallen out of love with because right. I'm just not that person anymore. When I started doing comedy, I was single. I was talking about one night stands, sure, because that was the most interesting thing in my life at the time. And just like those jokes don't resonate with me anymore, so I'm probably gonna tell them the, the good ones. Sure, but it's well, it's we we talked last week with Blake about the creative process and even writing music. You fall out of love with the music you write. Sure. It still doesn't. It doesn't yeah. mean that it's bad music. You just don't relate to it and have. It doesn't have the same personal impact it used to. Mm-hmm. But people want you to do the hits, even though you don't necessarily like want to do them per se or feel connected. They still do. So those don't. You never want to throw away the ones that you the know bangers. have that. In. They're yeah. bangers, dude. Like Kanye just put on a really interesting concert last night, like at the Coliseum in LA and he did the hits. He was smart. He just fucking didn't better. He didn't do all the, he didn't do Donda like front mm-hmm. to back. He did fucking gold digger. He did fucking Jesus walks. He, he did the hits. Cause he knew like, yo man, you guys paid a lot of money to come out and see me. I'm going to do the songs you want to do. Yeah. Even though I'm dressed like a douche, I'm still going to fucking do these songs. So don't you know? be Michael's type. 
Don't don't be every band. Every band wants to play their new shit front to back, and it drives me nuts. Because it's what you're excited about. You know, and I get that, but the people that are there aren't listening to your ego. Music and comedy are completely different. No, I know, but in that correlation, they are. The hits are the hits. Mm -hmm. The comics don't want to ever do the same bits they did. Once you do a special, you never do the same bits, right? Right. I mean, you can't. You can't. It's trash. Well, music's a little different in that. Nothing worse than telling a joke that you almost see the audience mouthing the punchline. You know what I mean? Andrew Dice Clay? I was about to say. Unless you're Dice. Hickory Dickory Dice. Yeah. Yeah, Whatever. But yeah, once comics do a special, normally that material's trash. But you don't go to a concert to hear what they've been thinking about. You go, because you love this fucking song, this song was a big part of your life. You lost your virginity to this fucking song. You better goddamn play this song. Right. No, in that, that they're very much different, but the correlation is a little bit It's like that Richard Pryor goes to the store to fucking die, and he would die for like three hours and just get killed. But all he was doing was just like working it out, figuring out what's funny, fucking interacting with the audience figuring out what his process was and then the next thing in a month he'd do it in a special funniest fucking thing you've ever heard in your entire life yeah you know it takes work yeah it's a Just different like thing chris rock the um, exactly the same yeah everybody or i like black people i hate n-words you know what i mean right like, i heard he bombed at that for like two years oh, i'm sure but he just kept, kept, working, kept, working, kept at it. working at it yeah man found it jokes are hard man and I tried that bit for five years and bombed every time. That was weird. weird. That's weird. I saw that a couple of times. It was all this before or after dating a woman of color. I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Heard that. All right, guys, we need to take a break because I got a pee pee. Um, I guess we're gonna go upstairs and mingle with all these children that are singing. <laughs> <laughs> Here come the bells, there go the bells. Yeah, I'm going to go outside and smoke a joint. You boys yeah, do whatever. Uh, yeah, you well, do whatever I'll meet you, you there. I'll meet you Don't there. Don't talk to any children. This is the unsponsored episode of the Whiskey Rail. <laughs> break too many. You can't say certain things, but we don't say a lot of the things. I've never got pulled say. off. No. I mean, I stay you, away from race, obviously. Well, you I, get, yeah. And if I do, I'm like, gentle. So. <laughs> Most people are. I usually try to (laughs) make somebody else say something racial. (laughs) You could say some dumb shit. So how do you feel about the Jews? You You could say some crazy shit. And I always go Jews because it feels like low risk. Yeah, because they're white. Come at me, son. Yeah, that's what's up. Durango Jew. (laughs) Gentle racism. Gentile (laughs) racism. Hey. (laughs) Hey. It all is. Hey, guys. You can reach us at... Nine seven zero four two six five three four four. Clansmen, leave a text, leave a voicemail, get in touch. We love it. Uh, Whiskeyrill at gmail dot com. We take all comers. Um, you can also find us on Linktree slash Whiskeyrill. That's all of our feeds. So, so <laughs> we usually talk media, we media. Do. Um, in this segment, uh, Brian, have you been watching anything or doing anything that you uh, feel is important? Um, important? No, no. <laughs> Entertaining, sure. Yeah, I mean, most of what I consume is podcasts and comedy, and like, if you want to watch comedy, sure, I got a lot of 
fucking suggestions. Um, but the one show I found recently that I enjoy is Cowboy Bebop. I don't care if these anime fucking nerds have a problem with it. Come at me, you fucking pussies. I'm not scared of you. But <laughs> I like Cowboy Bebop. I love John Cho. Um, he was just on Bobby Lee's podcast. Very entertaining. I love me some John Cho. Yeah, it's it's so the anime nerds, the aforementioned anime nerds, which I don't consider myself one of them. I'm not like an Evangelion or I'm not like I don't go deep down the rabbit hole of anime, but I do enjoy some. Um, they have a huge problem because Cowboy Bebop was such a seminal animated series like mm-hmm. back in the day. It was like one of the big boys back in the day. So when they put this cast together, all the shit talkers already started. As soon as they showed the actors in their wardrobe, it, the wardrobe wasn't right. And because these are incels that are going to shoot up a mall. So they have very particular sensibilities. When you said you liked it, I was like, oh, shit, that's that's going to cause some problems only for the anime crowd because they they look at anything and it doesn't matter what it is. They're going to hate it. The original is always going to stand strong and stand tall. And it's unfortunate because I watched it. I didn't I didn't like it a ton, but I thought it was very entertaining. I just didn't. I, I thought there was some stuff that I was like, ah, oh, this is pretty tropey and pretty, you know, I could I could I figured out what was happening before it happened. It, it wasn't like brain breaking by by good. But was it entertaining? Fuck yeah. It was I feel fun like to watch. We watch things for different reasons. Just listening to the podcasts and knowing how you guys review media, um, I feel like we have different like goals when we watch something. Okay. I like chaos. Like I like entertaining because I'm a busy fucking dude, and I don't always get the opportunity to sit down and watch a movie. Um, but when I see like a show like a series, something that I can kind of dig into on my free time. And it's just like people getting fucked up and aliens and shit. I'm in. (laughs) I'm fucking in. I'm a fan of the fifth element. Come at me. No, no. That's awesome. No, there's no fifth element detractors here. Trust me. It seems like the feedback on this has been a little analogous to things I've seen with like uh, Neil Gaiman's Sandman, which yeah, has not happened yet, but like they're but just the, audi- the early talk. The core audience is so entrenched and has in their brain, their mind's eye, what this is supposed to be. And Neil Gaiman's like very involved with it, and he's helping create this universe, right, for this series that's going to come out. And people are already like, "This is dog shit," and it sucks. And it's like you haven't seen it yet, dude. You've- look at Star Wars. You can't fart wrong well, making a Star Wars. Yeah, look at Poppy. Well, he Disney gets all kind of mad. It up, I'm yeah. be but it's different. No, they but it up. no, but well, Disney also did the Mandalorian, which <laughs> wasn't a fuck up, was it? So, I mean, what I'm saying is like we hold these things to be sacred. Yes. Like especially when it, when we're young and you're, it's nostalgic, it becomes very hard. Like when they remade Halloween, we lost our fucking minds. When they remade these things that like were these benchmarks of us growing up, we get very tied to those from a from an emotional standpoint. And Cowboy Bebop being one of those things, like that that like anime, it was it'd be like if they did a full length of Akira. People, it wouldn't matter what they did. It wouldn't matter. It would just all be a problem. Because people hold that so near and dear to their heart. 
it, it, it's just it's part of doing the work you know yeah i mean you have to be a little bit fair too like our expectations are pretty low when it comes to these adaptations. I mean, like Ghost of the Machine was god awful. Yeah, but they called it like they Dog blew shit. up Ghost of the Machine too, man. Like the they were right though. Yeah, they were. But you know, that's <laughs> not. <laughs> and I was wrong. Yeah. That was yeah. bad. That was that bad. was really bad. Yeah. Um. But like, there's been a lot of. I mean, first of all, Rob Zombie's Halloween is the worst thing that's happened to America since. That's why I brought it up, Bobby. I wanted to make sure I. No, that I was struck you right in the heart with an arrow. That was an American tragedy, <laughs> and we should have a day. Yeah, that was October, that was October 31st. I don't know. Maybe that was enough. Goths 9/11. Oh God! Just that saying. was so fucking yeah. bad. <laughs> so many people suffered. Just hillbilly Michael Myers. <laughs> no, I was not ready for that. <laughs> we get that in Durango. I can see that at the ranch. Yeah. Right, I can see you coveralls. Yeah, <laughs> that's the most hillbilly shit in the world, dude. I can go right now to the starlight and somebody's wearing overalls right now. Now that's no detraction. Overalls and coveralls are two different things. Oh yeah. Well, okay. What are the difference? Uh, coveralls cover all. Classically worn by mechanics. Wow, I guess mechanics are classically oh, you're hillbillies. Saying, oh, you're saying like suspenders, overalls? No, oh, overalls are, are the straps. Yeah, yeah. Coveralls are the suits. Full, yeah. Oh, I suit. didn't know that. And classically worn Look by mechanics, which are hillbillies. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. If I, yeah, if I go to a mechanic, I don't expect him to know how to do math. I expect him to be able to listen to an engine and know what the fuck it's saying. You know what I mean? Well, I'll tell you what. Either yeah. one isn't appropriate for a night out. Agreed. And I don't go to <laughs> mechanics. I'm one of those hillbillies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, if somebody is like going to a dinner party in coveralls, I'm probably not fucking with that guy. No. He's probably got some shit going on. Yeah, a knife in his pocket and a white mask. Fucking A, dude. 100%. And a fucking rest- threat. And a restraining order. <laughs> I don't know who no. against. Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh. Basically. Or the other way around. Either way. You get it. <laughs> No, but that's as long as you enjoy something, like you said, you got to watch stuff for different reasons. As and I long get, as you enjoy it, that's all that matters. I totally get why the people that have a history with Cowboy Bebop might not enjoy it because right. I have zero history. That's all why. I know is I love John Cho. That's all that yeah. matters. Harold and Kumar, fucking all the American Pie series. Yeah. He's a funny fucking Asian dude, I'm, and I'm a fan. You know, that's what it. I mean? That's all that matters. And spoiler alert: we found out literally today. The Cowboy Bebop was canceled. It's not coming back. It's not coming back. It's a it's not fucking bummer back. to me. Because I just found no, it like two days ago and I enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well you're fucking enjoy, enjoy, <laughs> enjoy it while you can. I haven't finished. <laughs> you never know. Some other network. By the way, there's fucking a billion streaming networks. I now. heard Clomper was picking it up. There might. They, Is that a new uh, crypto? or? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Clomper coin. Uh, yeah. No, there's green light coin coming out next week. And yeah. if uh, they have a Patreon, if you'd like to invest, zero backing, zero but, backing, yeah, uh, but really good people behind it. Nor servers or infrastructure <laughs> or literally nothing. Just send me your money. Um, GLW underscore podcast. I'm good for it, it. I think they took a server from Circuit City. Yeah, and that's what they're running the whole show on, dude. Good the luck. worst part is awesome. we don't have one. I took something from Office Max that I assumed was a server. <laughs> it's a, it was a fax machine. Yeah, it wasn't smart. <laughs> Makes funny noises. <laughs> Bobby, what were you uh, watching this week? Oh, what was I watching this week? Um, mostly, no? oh, what my, I was sorry. watching this week. My life recede into terror. 
Mostly. Um, <laughs> the bottom of a Svedka bottle. <laughs> yeah. I've watched some stuff this week, but it's mostly been retread stuff. I've been watching a lot of... Uh, because there's a vacuum when it comes to, you know, like Ted Lasso, Schitt's Creek. All these, like, sweet, optimistic yeah. things are gone. And so I went back to a show I used to watch all the time called Bored to Death, and I just ran through You're that such a thing. fucking soccer uh, mom dude jason schwartzman <laughs> ted danson zach galifianakis it's a great fucking show i did another retread uh we've talked about bruce campbell on this show before i love him with all my heart you he have posters is, of the man in I your house in my house yeah hans hollenbeck made me a poster of ash <laughs> it sits in my living room um he put out a movie called black friday okay and it's exactly what you think. It's a fucking department store overtaken by alien infected zombies. And it's. That's better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so fucking. Is it, it dog shit? There's literally nothing about that movie that is original or necessarily even fun because we've seen it so many fucking right. times. And I'm a little bummed out that Bruce put his considerable heft. Between be, behind that movie because betwixt betwixt uh, because that it it really was just very ordinary and not super fun. I'm not bad tropes. I I guess it's worth watching if no. you're in that world. If you love Bruce and you're an Evil Dead guy or whatever, but honestly, just go rewatch the Evil Dead. It's way fucking better. Way better. Yeah, dude, and the remake. Which, Fantastic. One of the better remakes of all time. Fetty Alvarez. Yes. Yeah. Old Fetty Wap, dude. But Killed he's it. got both eyes. Fetty Killed Wap it. has one eye. I, get. <laughs> I just needed to make that clarification. What are you watching? Um, I am watching eight panels of <laughs> men debate Roe v. Wade. That's mm. Isn't that fun? Horrifying. Isn't that fun? Um, that might not be a thing. Um uh, according to uh, according to a lot of right wing pundits, you can just go to Mexico if you need an abortion. So it's problem solved. I wish uh, I had the. I need a reggaeton horn. Um, the, it, apparently, you just go to Mexico if you need an abortion. That's fine. Uh, but uh, watching grown men debate uh, Roe v. Wade is kind of hysterical and ironic. I'd like to see a panel of women debate circumcision. That would be, and that's not even a kin. No, I know. Uh, it, it just would be funny to me. Um, it's the absurdity of it all. But um, I don't know. I, I'm not watching a ton of stuff lately. I'm trying to delve. Oh, I've been watching a lot of, We, me and Rex like to call it in it. We call British shows in it shows because they say in it. Yeah. Um, so she watch, She loves everything British. And she, we've been watching a rehash uh, we've been watching the original British show called Ghosts, um, which was remade into America the same way The Office was. Um, typically, the English do it better. Outside of The Office, the English do it better. Everything um, except around a country, am I right? What, what, who? Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> They're doing all right. <laughs> Brexit. So, Ghosts is funny. Um, she's watching it. You talk about endearing Ted Lasso-ish. Yeah. Sort of endearing, funny, smart, 
that British version of Ghosts is probably would scratch that itch for you. Okay. It's very funny. It's very cute. It's endearing. The acting is superb. I don't know why such a weird island in the middle of nowhere gets to have every actor in the world is frustrating for me. American actors can't get any work because there's an Englishman there doing a better American accent than you were born with. And I don't know why. Typically. Everywhere. It's very frustrating. Um, But uh, that, that, uh, that show called Ghosts, very funny. I've been kind of doing that. I don't, I'm, I'm trying to delve back into the horror world, but I want to do it on my own. There's nothing good. No, there's a couple. There's a couple that I'll be telling you about shortly. Okay. Because the right. last one I saw was not a horror movie, and it made me want to kill myself. So, Or, um, as the kids are saying, Roblox yourself. Because you can't say, so, oh, you can't yeah, yeah, say yeah. kill yourself on YouTube. So I'm gonna I'm gonna video game myself. Before we delve into a little music, um, one of my favorite filmmakers is making so many fucking shows right now. It's preposterous. Uh, we've talked about him on the show before. Taylor Sheridan that did Sicario, Hell or High Water, Wind River. Really fucking amazing filmmaker. Obviously, everybody's like sucking each other's dicks over Yellowstone. I've heard. Now he's got uh, the mayor of Kingstown, which is awesome. Great fucking show. Great fucking show. Um, And now there's another one. This is hilarious. Coming out called, it's a prequel to Yellowstone called 1883. And it stars, I shit you not, Sam Elliott. Faith Hill and Tim McGraw. And it's like, yeah. I buy it. I'm, I'm in. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to, I love everything this man does. He's fucking bulletproof. What? But like, what? The, the, <laughs> that casting is so on, fucking man. on the nose. I just buy that they're old country people. That's all. Oh, I've yeah. never watched and, Yellowstone. By the way, Sam Elliott, Sam Elliott looks exactly like Sam Elliott in it. It's fucking. He's got to be ninety years old. <laughs> looks exactly like. <laughs> is the he Big like Lebowski Roadhouse Sam Elliott? Sam Elliott? He's older than Paul Newman, and Paul Newman is fucking <laughs> dead for twenty years. You know what I mean? Like this is crazy that he's still doing this. That mustache is two hundred years old. He's only seventy. Smells like it. It smells like a two hundred. Can you man. imagine what Sam Elliott's mustache <laughs> smells like? It smells like pussy, Bobby. How many starlets that he's two just... on the nose, Brian? Two on the nose. Come on. No, welcome Sam... to Green Light Weekend. I mean... Sam Elliott is. <laughs> Sam Elliott's giving out some mustache rides. Woo! No fucking doubt Son. about it. I mean, come on. There used to be these things called the Twicket. We used to get a Magic Mountain called the Twicket, where you can come back for the next seven days. If you if you bought a ticket, you get a Twicket. A lot of Twickets on Sam Elliott's mustache. I, I would imagine a lot so. of Twickets. Remind me, did Sam Elliott have his mustache for Roadhouse? Because I feel like he did. <gasps> he didn't. I feel oh, like he had like a shaved a face. Yeah, but he, he looked great though. Am I wrong? I think, no, he, he I mean, had a shaved. It's fa- been a long time since I've seen Roadhouse. He had a shaved so. face. He had a shaved face. He just looks like he has a mustache next to you. Even when he doesn't have a mustache. The funny thing is the first line of the movie, he says, I grew a mustache. Like, just hearing him talk. Like, I (laughs) might. Well, he does Ford commercials. He's amazing. As he should. As he should. He's amazing. I'm a big fan. America. America. I was raised Uh, redneck. Anywho. (laughs) Let's talk a little music. (laughs) Okay, Bobby, do you want to go first? 
I don't or I'll go first. Shit. So I, I should probably shit. I should go first. Um, last week we recorded. Whoa, sorry. Hey, last prelude. week. I can edit that out. Um, last week we actually talked about this gentleman and recorded some music, but Aaron uh, fucked it up. Well, I'm not saying that. We just had technical difficulties and no one could actually hear what was going on. And this time we're going to fucking nail it. Nail so it, this is a song from uh, Earl Sweatshirt. It's called 2010. It's from his forthcoming album. Yeah. Aaron, you know more about Earl than I do as much as I love this song. I don't. Do you want to speak to it just when a we, bit? When we called about it, when, we, when you told me you were doing the song, the only reason I didn't do it because I was doing something else because it was too on the nose. I actually did Brian's song, Cutthroat, which I'm glad he... <laughs> Deferred, fucked Dude, up, and, and tried to choose. I know, you, I know, I know. You were so happy. We you? do it all the That's time. That's a great song, by the way. Um, Sweatshirt, 2010, dope. You know him from Odd Future. He's probably it's the only black incel group ever made. <laughs> no, it's just it's got a particular fan, is all I'm saying. Um, he is. He was known as like Baby Doom. He was supposed to be the next MF. He dropped off the map for a while. If you have ever listened to Doris, which is a masterpiece of hip hop, uh, this young man at a very young age was doing very advanced lyricism. I'm glad to see his back. Um, he's in his mid 20s and it feels like he's a vet, which I is crazy. Um, I heard another new cut off this album, it's supposed to drop on the 17th of January. Yep. I have yet to hear a drum. It's all sample based. Him finding his own beat within the. It's he's going esoteric, crazy, lifted. Brian smokes a lot of weeds. I wish I still did, because I probably yeah. would get into this even more. But I'm a big fan of this man. Super talented kid. L. A. Big up L. A. La la. Listen to the lyricism. This guy's yikes. Trying to make a millionaire out of slum dogs. Bet that head crack blunt force. Cozy with the East Africans up northwest. Seven making three turn to ten by law. Crescent moon wink when I blinked, it was gone. Left the crib, smack no sheath on the sword. Made it by the skin on my teeth, thank God. O3, mama rocking Liz Claiborne. Had a stressing up the wall, playing Mary J songs. Rainy day came, couldn't rest some stains off. Long way to go, we already. I think my favorite thing about Earl is how sweet he seems. He seems really fucking. He just seems sweet, dude. Like man, he just his, seems like a fucking kind gentleman. His flow is just. That's why everybody called them Baby Doom. Because yeah. if you, there's a lot of parallels between uh, what MF and him do verbally. It's this effortless, wet flow that he just does, and, and that production he's always had that. That production with that like tribbly kind of. I don't even know how to describe it, but it's it's not classic hip hop production by any stretch. Of I the mean, back in the the beats mid there, late nineties, they used to have these little trilly like trilly. Uh, like, that's the word. Synthesized like little crescendoed like synthesized like little brings like that that everybody used to do. And granted, this one had beats. That next album, he uh, the next single, it doesn't literally have a drum in it. It's just this mad sample that you can't even find the four on. It's really, he's challenging people to not do drill and not do yeah. not do some dumb shit. Yeah. yeah. It's got kind of an open mic eagle kind of 
free flowy kind of yeah. vibe to it, which oh. I really like. I, I find Eagle, myself Eagle is to even it. more staccato. He's no even doubt on about the floor. it. Like Earl's like this drippy, wet, effortless like lyricist. If it rhymes, it rhymes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But it feels like it rhymes like it. all the time. What do you think? It was tight. I mean, I don't analyze music as well as you guys. I'm going to be honest. No. When I listen to the podcast, it's just like how you analyze liquor. I just don't see things exactly how you do. I mean, it's like I... You've been talking to my girlfriend. Uh, No, but she did make me wash my legs, which I'm appreciative (laughs) for. Yeah! Yes! That's it! That was the mic drop. Why did you save that, dog? I got more shit to say. (laughs) No, but he's just... Hey, Earl's in a different... I can't wait to see that man grow into his full adulthood. He's a mid-20s guy, and he's been doing this for 10 years. He has the benefit of like doing this his whole life. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what he does to advance hip-hop past its current state. There's a lot of people doing a lot of great shit, but um, he's going to be... I think he's going to be a torchbearer for where hip-hop is going to go in the future. It's like some Dave Chappelle shit. Like, if I agree. you start at 15, 16, there's no reason why you can't change the game. Like, 100%. Dave's been in some problems lately. but Yeah, fuck all yeah, them. I know. Bunch I know. of blue-haired motherfuckers. Hey, get him, Brian. Get him. I, I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> I feel like everybody that talks shit about Dave Chappelle's special didn't listen to it because or watch wow. it or whatever. Did you have problems with it? I didn't no. think it was that funny. It felt a little preachy, but I had no problems with anything. I think his last three or four specials have been somewhat preachy. Agreed. Um, but there's He's been, in like, that part of his career. Yes. This is a very comedian dude. Lenny Bruce did the same thing, He's dude. He's finding like he gets, himself as a elder statesman I'm not of gonna, comedy. I'm not going to excuse the fact that I think he definitely fucked up in the last special. I will say that. I don't think he was... I don't think... It's hard to say that comedy rules all and you can say whatever you want anytime you want and put it under the umbrella of comedy. I don't think that's fair for everybody. I feel um, like he said he beat up a woman and nobody yep. had a problem with that. Right. But no, the trans you're not shit... You're all not you gotta do is say transgender. I'm friends with multiple transgender people two of which are comics and bartenders mistake me for them constantly well i can see that yeah i look like <laughs> i used to be would you like whatever. another drink ma'am uh i'm okay okay I'm just he's got some bud, bud lady Light. tall boys dude he's it. doing fine no but i think you gotta I, I understand comedy's always been there to push the boundary right richard did it red fox did it paul Carlin. mooney did it Carlin did it. Robin Williams did it to an extent, even though he was kind of goofy about it. There have been there have been comics that have pushed the envelope. That's what they're there for. They're there to make us feel uncomfortable and think David about Cross, things. David Cross, Mark, David Marin, Cross, Jesus you know, Christ. That's what you pay um, for. That's you what pay you to pay hear for. Shit, you don't I, hear anywhere else. I, I think he go watch Jay Leno, who, by the way, was one of the all-time great stage comics. As far as 80s kind of guy. Like, like he was revered. Wonka Wonka. But that guy was never going to fucking push a boundary no. and make that's why he got the fucking. That's why he got the Tonight Show. Still you know? telling the safe. same set, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, hey. yeah but know? he's got three million cars. Uh, I don't yeah. know why. But, but I'm just saying, I think there was definitely some parts of that special that were cringy to me. 
that I didn't think were necessarily there strictly for the setup of jokes. I thought they were blatantly unfunny and blatantly there to be self-serving and not to set up a punchline. What funny? It wasn't that fucking funny. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, uh, I agree. I watched it. But that but that was the whole point of the special was to be funny. He was well, doing a comic the point special. Of a special, but that wasn't the point of that special. Yeah. I, I I'm trying I'm tr- I'm I'm trying to cross the T's and dot the I's on that. Right. But you're doing a comedy special. But there's old Was he doing a t- a, t- a TED Talk? Basically. Well, Just like the TED one talk. he did during COVID that was in his fucking yard or whatever. With the, that was not funny. He made a I lot of good that, points. I well now he's now we're getting into the point of he's in his career, like I mentioned, Lenny Bruce. I don't care. He's getting into the, in the point of his career where he's able to be preachy because he's uh, reached he's such marketable. a fucking high pedestal where people look at him and it's the word of God. He's going to make now. money either way. But well, then you granted, look at he's comics, not worried about money. Right. He's well, worried about his, he's worried about himself now. He's not worried about money because it doesn't have to be. Cause, but, cause if he wasn't worried about anything, he wouldn't have went to a high school and talked to high school kids about his special. If right. he was worried, did he actually go? He did. I thought he, he wasn't did. going. No, he went, okay, he went whatever. and they, he had an interaction with a bunch of children that, was very weird, but whatever. And I love Chappelle. I love him to the day I die. I just think that last these last few moves have been very strange, and I'd like to see the next few before I make a final conclusion. Didn't he say How's like that? none of them would be as successful as him? Yeah, was it something that like that. Yeah, 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 fuck yeah. yeah. Which is kind of funny. As a black man, <laughs> just kind of as funny. a man of color. My bad. Which is no, you say black. It's I fun. know. That's, um, I just know who the fuck we are too. <laughs> It was a joke within a joke. Exactly. Inception. Who are we to devalue Dave Chappelle's perspective? If you don't like it, don't watch it, obviously. Right. Like, that's the point. Well, right. But don't you don't get to fucking make him disappear. Well, you, you can't. Don't. Well, you can't. And that's the problem. People can get canceled. There are people that are so big they can't get canceled. Yeah. Smaller people than him can get canceled for doing the same thing and have been. That's the thing. He can call up a Netflix exec and go, nah, man. And they'll go, okay, Mr. Chappelle. Well, yeah. But what's canceled? Are you guys familiar with Shane Gillis? Yes. Yeah. Uh, did you guys know about Shane Gillis before he got canceled? Nope. Because nope. I didn't fucking either. And now he's one of my favorite comics. And he's actually funny, but he has a lane. He's in that Legion of Skanks crowd. Now. Right. Now, what I'm saying is he found a crowd after the fact. And the fact that he got dropped from SNL made his career bigger to a large extent. But I guarantee you if he was on SNL, it might have done even more for him. It might have hindered who he is. Possibly. Have you guys watched Gillian Keeves? This is all theoretical. Yeah. Okay. Dude, he's dude, Shane Gillis Kicks is the funny shit as shit. Shit out of SNL. He's funny as shit. Yeah. And he might have lended a lot to that fucking yeah, he would have made it more watchable. He would. He might have made it more watchable because obviously it lacks. Michael Che is great, but I feel like it's like one out of four sketches is decent. Well, I, I again, I can agree with you. I think they've gotten a l- tiny bit better over the last couple of years, but not great. They haven't been great. When it's funny because everybody goes back to like the seventies when I was growing up and the early eighties and was like reveres these John Belushi skits and Ackroyd. They were not funny. Go watch them now. 
we they were funny because they were weird at the time. Yeah, but comedy but like, rarely holds up. They, like, but, listen dude, to Lenny Bruce, dude. Go listen to go watch fucking uh, Live at the Sunset Strip. Go watch some fucking well, Pryor's different. Pryor, well, okay, he plays the trail. Carlin's different too. Agreed. Right? It's there. It's there's okay, some guys that, tra- dude. But in the end of his career, to your point, he did get a little weird and preachy. He got very. But he was trying preacher. to pump out one a year. It's like, what's the rush? He was. It felt like he knew he was dying and was just like, I need to put this fucking work down. There's, there's a lot to be said about that though. So like Belushi, you know, didn't know he was dying. No, he, no, that's he why didn't. It was awesome. <laughs> and also, Samurai Deli is still the fucking it's funniest not that thing. Funny. Fuck, go watch wow. it. That is. Fuck, it's not. That I've funny. watched it a million. I've tried times. to, that's and I'm like, don't like it. It's hilarious. It's not hilarious. It's fine. Oh, that's why he doesn't like it. Sorry. It's fucking hilarious. It's fine. It's not hilarious. You literally make the same bag joke of glass every week of the whiskey room. As do you. you. Know, as do all of us. <laughs> but dude, where I'm did saying, that come from? Bag that of came glass from is funny. That's a concept. Okay. Yeah, no, that's that's Asian stereotypes. That's not fucking. Which is hilarious. Which Let's is, be honest. He's the reason so he we do started that. Asian stereotypes. That's where you're going. And then Shane yeah. Gillis got canceled for it. <laughs> John Belushi is funny because he started Asian stereotypes. He's funny because you he heard was it here fucking first. John Belushi. Belushi's hilarious. Hilarious. And Samurai Deli but was funny used to because think the Blues was, Brothers no, no, no. was funny. May I? It's not. It was funny because. The Blues Brothers is fucking hysterically funny. And Samurai Deli was funny not because of its stereotypes. It was funny because it was absurdist humor. It was pushing something to an extreme that we nobody had seen before in 1976. That's why it was funny. That's it was why timing. it was funny. Timing. It was just timing. Course. It's also why Lenny Bruce is funny. A hundred fucking old Lenny Bruce. Even prior to rough. him going on about the government and everything, he was fine. But he wasn't like this trend-setting comic. There was, dude. Red Fox was funnier than Lenny Bruce ever was. Period. End of story, dude. Red Fox was hilarious. Fox, dude. Like Cheech and Chong were funnier than fucking Lenny Bruce, dude. Because he was white. Oh, okay. (laughs) He's not as talented. This has been brought to you by. White people. No, we we drifted. We went rabbit hole. <laughs> really? We suck. Um, you brought no, a song. Are we bailing on this? No, we're not bailing. Okay, on. we'll good. come back to it. We'd we'll like to back. intermittently inject ourselves. We're gonna play Aaron's song, and, and then, then we'll, we'll come right back. We're gonna talk up. about a bunch of white kids with one black kid playing bass. <laughs> we They're out of Baltimore. Rhythm. They're called Turnstile. For those of you who know them, you love them, and you're freaking out right now because we mentioned the name. For those of you who don't. I hope you like hardcore music mixed with a little indie rock. They've been out for about 10 years. Um, They're hyper talented. I think they're going to get into their own lane. The old school fans of this band don't like this album necessarily, but I think it's some of the best work they've done. They were like a true East Coast hardcore band, a la like Orange 9MM. And they they were like real hardcore guys, like classic. But they got more melodic, got more experimental. I think they're like stretching their bones. They're older now. They're fucking wiser now. And I hate people that say, do the same music your whole life. Go fuck yourself. I think they're getting kind of a groove on. This shit is called Holiday. It's a cover of Madonna's Holiday. (laughs) I hope you enjoy it. Uh, But it's a different take on it. It's awesome. Yeah.
okay, here we are. Here we are. White kids are awesome. Yeah. But that bass player is killing it. <laughs> <laughs> what did Brian say? I could definitely hear the bass player was black. <laughs> I think he rhythm. said that. Let's be honest. Now, I was a, a bass player. I feel like I'm special as a white person that has rhythm. No, there was a lot of really good bass players that were white. Getty Lee, Les Claypool. Right. The other good. ones, yeah. which the other makes ones. me feel special. Yeah, you name <laughs> two. Uh, Geezer Butler. Three. Uh, uh, the guy, uh, fucking... Uh, You're not going to say Flea. I know that. No, Flea was... Kind Flea of dope. slap. But he was a he was a you know he learned trumpet before he ever yeah. learned bass. Me so too. Fucked him up. Oh god. Yeah. Do you wear fuzzy like No. Okay. Fuzzy nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, we're the fuzzy nothings. That's actually And we're here to roll. Dude, I yeah. think we just found Did we just start there. a band? Dude, we just started a band. Okay. All right, that's fine. I can play the shit out of a bass. Not as I, good as the black dude, but I can't I'm play right. anything. All right, I'm going to do one-man band, drumming, and sing. So okay. Bobby's got to do something. He's going to fuck the groupies. Oh, well, I guess somebody's got to do that. I mean, someone has to. So I we're going to be like a really bad Sleaford Mods? Sure. Okay. All right. I like it. I'm in. Let's do it. We're doing it. We're doing it. It's done. I'm not doing anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> we know. Um, Bobby's going to play this new uh, instrument called an EEG. It's going to be awesome. It goes, <laughs> wow. Boop. We got to right. play to his rhythms. Though. No, I, I thought you were going to end with the. Boop. <laughs> Aaron's an asshole. I'm an asshole. Agreed. <laughs> that sucked. Um, I shared I some lo- inside <laughs> I information with I Aaron. I didn't see shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. You know what? It's my pearl oh, wisdom. Your, I can't okay. wait. I'll All talk right. about it. All right. Let's go. Um, let's go. I <laughs> have been known as uh, what you used to call me, um, Boombaclot. Boombaclot. <laughs> um, I've had some issues with blood clots, and last week I threw one directly into my lung, and it hurt really bad. And I thought I was dying of a heart attack. I'm fine. I'm a hundred percent fine. My EKG came out golden. I could still breathe. <laughs> but um, I guess that's not really a pearl of wisdom, but I can tell you, like, uh, be happy for what you got because those moments are fucking scary, man. Like, Couldn't if imagine. you've ever had to take an Uber to the hospital because you thought you were definitely dying, you might want to take a look at your life. <laughs> Especially in a small town like that. Was yeah. it Kalpana? Uh no, but it was one of her family. Hell I can yeah. assure you. <laughs> At least he loved you on the way there. Yeah, of course. Dude. They're beautiful people. That's, that's a great family. That's a great family. They make really good food. Samosas. Samosas. If I have a last meal, like the next time I'm like Brian and do like jail time, and I have like a last meal, I'm going to order 47 samosas. Oh, with mango so chutney with mango chutney and i'm oh. just gonna ruin myself and i want tandoori with yogurt sauce yeah man All i want that. some yeah you know let's go yeah let's i'm okay go, with brother. that i'm okay let's with that. go just looking at you guys i could tell you like mango chutney okay 
I don't, I don't even know how we got insulted, but I'm pretty sure that we did. Like, I, I feel really like upset about that. As a person that made mango chutney, I'm a fan as well. That's fine. But we all have a very similar skin tone. I feel like it's that's fine. It's okay. Are we going to talk about the song or? No. Yeah. Oh, it felt like a song I could do squats to. No, that's what I thought. Yeah, I you could do squats to it. Yeah. Dude, oh, yeah. Turnstile's fun. They're a hardcore band. That song goes even more into different areas. But it's a dude. It's a fucking white kid stand up and fight song because we have so much to fight for. We don't have anything. Depends to on how much money you have. Um, nothing to depends. fight for. But. These are a bunch of good kids doing good music. The album's called Glow On. It's a really good album, trust me. Th- this is not only a squat song, but there's also some stuff there. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. But you can work out to it. You can knit to it. Exactly. You can read yeah. to it. Sit in a room and cry alone to it. You can cry alone with a bottle of Wellers to it. You got any wisdom no. to it? Uh Brian, do you have any wisdom? Tell them some wisdom. Are we at pearls? Or? We're at pearls. We're at oh, pearls, Jesus brother. Jesus Christ. I kind of did mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've kind of thought about this. Oh, I just good. feel like it's something I've learned in my life. Um, so most people just have jobs, right? And they make a certain amount of money. They work for other people. And when they get off, they feel like they've earned doing nothing. And I guess my pearl of wisdom is if you want your life to be anything other than just working for other people, that comes from the work you put in when you're not at work. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. like, if, 100%. If you want your life to be anything other than just work, you have to put in work when you're not at work. And so many of my friends don't, and they bitch about their current situation, and that fucking bums me out. That's, I guess that's my pearl. I think that's fucking awesome i get that it's what i try to tell people i haven't figured out a great way to like deliver it obviously because neither of you seemed impacted by it no i mean no it may it makes total sense you work eight hours a day nine hours a day i mean hours a day i definitely feel shamed because i've done laundry and you own your own business though you yeah, being at work is benefiting yourself bvn technologies the, baby the the, yeah, the, the we're people doing all right. the people that you're talking about are the people that work an eight-hour job they punch out and then they go fuck off and then complain about how nothing's working out for them because the time they spent outside of work is not growing themselves they do nothing right and that's honestly like you're what I'd consider a young guy. We're old ass men. Agreed. That that thank you. <laughs> that should be taken into consideration, especially in your twenties and thirties, is the fact that you have the energy to be able to work an eight hour day and then go rehearse with a band for three hours and then go build a business for another three hours and keep going and grinding and grinding and people don't want to grind anymore, man. They don't. I, I see it in their eyes. They don't want to grind. They may. We're not talking about like, oh, I want to start a fucking rafting company where I, you know, cater to vegans and I just raft vegans and and I think I'm going to wake a website in two months. That's not what I'm talking about. That like, two months it, never shortens. That. Never shortens. Always in. But two it months. never happens because it's always in two months. Right. It's yeah. always I'm gonna do this. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna start a business. And we had one, we had a Clutch of Pearls ways back where I was like, stop talking. Tell me when you did something, not what you're going to do. Tell me when you did it. Agree. And shut up until you've done it. I don't want to hear about what you're going to do. I want to hear about what you did. That's a that's real shit. So do something. Don't talk about it. Agreed. 
you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Hey, hey, Ron. Yeah. Um, my dad is dying. I haven't called him. Dick. So I think I'm going to call him. It's going to be weird. Yeah. When's the last time you talked to him? Yeah. 15 years ago. Oh, sick. Sick. This is it's going to be weird. Um, I'm going to do it. It's going to be weird. I'll, I'll come back with Deets. But um, he's a, he was a high IQ dude that like uh, didn't do a lot, but did enough and was super talented, but just an enigma to everybody around him. And I spent my whole life not trying to be him and slowly became him and didn't know why. Uh, but uh, regardless of the impact of your parents on your life, if they're still around or whatever may happen, just talk to them yeah. or try to. It's not your fault if they don't want to engage, but make the effort to try to uh, talk to them. It's worth it. Yeah, it really is. Thank That's you. it. That was nice. Sorry. I usually mic drop right now. No, we're not going to mic drop. It's fine, man. Uh, you know, you know, I lost my mom a couple years ago. You were there. Yep. And I didn't have the chance to like say goodbye to her. I mean, we talked on the phone, that kind of thing. And, I'm, you know. You're going to relate to that. Yeah. And it's hard, man. Yeah, it's man. It's really fucking hard. It's fucked up. You know, I I feel for you, my brother. Like, yeah, man. It's, no one, we all go through our journeys, brother. Yeah. You've been through a lot yeah. of shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It says something that he's dying and you haven't talked to him in 15 years and it makes this impact on you. Like, it's still family. It's family, brother. Family. That's it. Super important. Um, regardless, love, hate, or indifferent, they still, you can talk to, you can find out about an uncle you never knew existed and they can gift you a haunted castle, which I'm sure has happened to all of you. And, um, it would still impact you. There'd be a little bit of a weird kind of tug in a pull that you didn't know was there. That's there. Just part of the human experience. It's what makes it special to be alive. Yeah. You know? So let's keep doing it while we can keep doing it. Yeah. You know, that's it. Right. And that's the main reason you should leave a voicemail for the whiskey reel, because you never know how long these boys are going to be around. Yeah. Ooh, right. 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 And if, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you have to go away with the knowledge that Brian doesn't like black people. <laughs>